0: Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now, let's dive in. All right, let's here we go. Let's dive in here a little bit. wanted to talk today about communication. You know, I find that communication uh, is essential. I would hope all would agree is essential part of leadership. It's essential part of business, business development. Um, and I think there's three real big buckets when it comes to communication that I wanted to dive into. And, and especially from a leadership perspective. And the, the three big buckets are, first off, communicating so that others hear you. Secondly, understanding how communication works uh, in terms of the various aspects of it. And then three, what I like to call the three C's, the three C's of communication. So first and foremost, let's talk about learning how to communicate so that others will hear you. And in a leadership role specifically, but I would argue really for anyone in life, we have to own. When When we're driving the communication, we need to own whether the communication has actually happened. Did what we intend to communicate actually go in the other person's ear hole and get processed in the way that they walk away with what we were intending for them to walk away with? So there's a couple of things to keep in mind. And one of the things I would say is understanding how different people are wired and how that wiring can affect their ability, or how they take in information. There's a lot of different ways that we could talk about. There's there's different assessments. There's different uh, ways that people are kind of you know put into buckets. My favorite one with this because it's it's fairly quick to understand and it's and it's easy to apply in a kind of a broad brush way is the disk profile. So the disk profile basically says that there's four major types of people out there, and again, broad brush, right? We're not looking at everything here, but there's four major types of people, D, I, S, and C. And if we look at that, that each one of those groups actually prefers or has a tendency to take in communication in a different way. The high D personality type a driver type person, they get on the elevator, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button, right? What's bottom line me, that kind of a thing. This is somebody who typically wants bullet pointed information. They want the big picture stuff. They don't necessarily want to get bogged down in detail. they also actually, in a lot of times, don't want to get bogged down in necessarily a bunch of emotional baggage or attachment to the conversation especially in a business environment. So this is somebody who you might have a 20 page uh, presentation and you might wanna move right to page 19, give them the bottom line, answer any questions that they might have. They might have some objections, handle those objections, close for whatever the sale is or, or what have you in a sales environment. Conveyance of information on a team format with somebody who's a high D personality type. Bullet-pointed email, you know, and if it needs to be longer than that, it's probably a pick up the phone and have a conversation, you know, but don't send me a 12-page email because it's it's not going to get read. High-I personality type, they're going to want emotional context. They're going to want it. They're going to look forward to it. Something that comes across like what we just described to a high-D, just bullet points, no little, hey, how was your weekend type stuff, sometimes can come across as offensive or abrasive, right? So with our high eye personality types, you know, the type of person who gets on an elevator and misses their floor because they got caught up in a conversation with a complete stranger, that type of person is somebody who we're going to want to keep that in mind as we communicate with them. We're going to want to involve some of that emotional context, building of rapport, connection, familiarity, that kind of stuff. It's okay if The recording with them, the recording, the message with them, the email with them, whatever it might be, be a little bit more verbose. They value it, it adds context. High S pairs personality type, looking for security, stability, that kind of a thing. You know, that type of person is a person who, whenever possible, especially in a communication way, we want to care for them if we can. Let them know that everything's going to be okay. Even when presenting challenging or struggling things, show them the what's next, show them how this is going to work out, show them, you know, give them them the light at the end of the tunnel type thing and understand that emotional connection here is also important. High S personality types really do think, much like the high I's, about the who first, Whereas the D thinks about what first as opposed to who. And the last one, the C, is again more of a thinking about the what type of thing, only they're looking for more detail. Again, not necessarily a lot of emotional context in the communication, right? Fact based, but they're looking for depth in it. So. They like the 20-page report, and they're looking for websites to reference in the 20-page report where they can go get more information. They're gonna make their their decisions, they're gonna to come to their conclusions based off of data gathering, um, and very little about kind of the emotional context of the conversation. So your high D's, high C's are, are what people, high I's, high S are more who, People, The D's and the I's like to move quicker. So pace of response, quickness of communication, all of that kind of stuff is valued. High S, high C, a little bit slower pace to that. Again, this isn't an intelligence thing. It's a processing thing and a preferred rate of movement. So we need to keep that in mind when we're talking to them. And that's why I like the elevator example. You know, your, your high C on the elevator is a person who's getting on there and checking out the, uh, their certificate and making an eye everybody else in the elevator, making sure that they're under our max weight capacity. This is often your high, uh, your engineering types, your accountant types, you know, real detail-oriented people. Who owns the communication as a leader? It's you. So whether you're a D, an I, an S, or a C personally, and you have your own preferred style of communication, when you're looking to communicate with other peoples on the team, organization, potential clients, we need to morph and adjust our communication style to reflect how they hear. Other ways that you can go about this, you can do Strength Finder, you can do Five Love Languages. There's a lot of different things that you can look at as tools. I prefer the DISC because when you get to know the DISC profile, you get to understand how to, in a rough way, in a broad brush way, get a read on someone quickly so you can adjust quickly. Understanding, part two, kind of how communication works. And this one, this one that I think is critical because of the time that we live in, understand the vast majority of communication not too long ago was either face to face or verbal. You know, we were picking up the phone and having the conversation. It wasn't really until telegram and fax and things like that started to get us to communicate more in kind of the printed word as a big common. Um, day-to-day way of communicating with the printed word. And there's a downside to the printed word as a communication style, is it leaves so much of the communication possibility undelivered. So 7% of communication is the words that we use. So just think about that. If I've typed a text to you, and all I did was type the words, I'm leaving 93% of the possible communication out of the picture. This is why emojis exist. We're trying to add some sort of emotional context to the printed words we've put down. Dot, 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 and smiley face, frowny face, I'm a little bit ticked, got some red on my forehead, right? These are things that we use to add emotional context to the words because it's so easy for them to be misinterpreted, especially in short, soundbite kind of communication. Now, think of this. High D personality type often will step into a leadership role. They like fast paced, short, keep it to a point type of communication, often big fans of texts or short email. Without some sort of emotional context, they rattle off an email to somebody. That person, not having the emotional context, maybe being a high I or high S personality type, could easily misconstrue that communication as more abrasive than it is, more aggressive than it is, perhaps take it completely out of context, be offended. Now we've got the relationship going in the wrong direction. And it's all because the person who was communicating, that high D, didn't slow down long enough to either deliver it in a way that it was going to be received or slow down long enough to pick up the phone or get face-to-face with the person to have a challenging conversation so that it was understood and we knew that it was. So 7% of our communication is the words we use, and that 38% of it is the tonality, the voice inflection. For a lot of you who know me and get to work with me from time to time or a weekly basis, You hear a fair amount of that, I think, in my voice. You know, the the range of tonality and voice inflection that happens. And it adds so much context to the words. If we're leaving that on the floor, as it were, we're leaving ourselves, again, open for a lot of misinterpretation. It closes the gap big time going from, word, you know, printed word to spoken word. But we're still leaving 55% of it off the table. And that 55% is body language, you know, facial expression, that kind of a thing. Now, here's an interesting point that actually came up today with one of our coaches. And the, the question came up on, you know, do we use video conference, that kind of stuff for our coaching calls? And the majority of you know that no, it's over the phone. And here's why I don't for actual coaching sessions. The technology doesn't actually deliver the added detail that the facial expression and the body language gives us in communication. Typically, the bandwidth of the internet connection does not allow us to see the discomfort in someone's face the shifting in the chair because we've touched on a subject that is really striking a nerve with them, and we need to slow down and dig deeper before we can move on. I can't tell by a video on a Google Hangout if someone is telling me something that's not true. However, if I was standing with them, if I was sitting with them in a conference room, many of us have the ability to read that there's some aspect of this conversation that isn't being said, or maybe just flat out, they're not telling the truth. Our current technology state, I would argue, doesn't actually deliver that communication. So when you start saying to yourself, well, we do it in the Zoom, we do it in the Google Hangout, da da da," So that's like having 100% of the communication. I'm gonna push back and today, 2018, November, I don't think the technology is there. You want all the communication? Go sit with the person. It still matters. People get on planes and fly across the country to have meetings because it still matters. And I want you to keep that in mind when it comes to being a leader and communicating people. Last thing the three C's. First off, context. Remember that the context matters. If you're talking to the boss or you're talking to an employee, the context of that matters. The history matters. The roles people play matter. The environment that they're in matters. You know, if you're trying to recruit somebody and the conversation that you're having with them is in their current work environment, they're not nearly going to be as open and forthcoming and all that kind of stuff. So you got to keep that in mind when you're you know, implying certain things from the conversation or what's being said or not being said. Number two, clusters matter. When I say clusters, I mean this. If you're talking with somebody and you're having a conversation and their arms are crossed, that's often read as a, well, geez, they're resistant to this, they're kind of shutting down, whatever it might be. Let's take a different context. Let's take a cluster of information. Their arms are crossed, but their shoulders are also raised and their teeth are chattering. Well, no, the person's not resistant to the conversation. They're just cold. So we've got to take a look at the whole package of information. And again, a lot of that stuff can be really challenging to read over video context or anything like that. What ends up happening on the video side, I find more often than not, is the video and the technology itself becomes a distraction, and we actually lose some of the 38%, hang in there with me, some of the 38% that is the added value of the audio, the voice inflection, the tonality, all of that kind of stuff. We're not picking up on it because we're distracted by the visual or the technology itself. So we end up losing some of that instead of gaining the things that we would like to gain, like the clustering and body language and all that kind of stuff. Last one on the Cs, congruence. You can have this with the words and verbal, the words, verbal, body language, whatever it might be. We all experience it. Hey, Jane, how you doing? I'm fine. You and I both know. Jane ain't fine. The congruence of the tonality and the words used don't align. There's a disconnect there. Here's the thing we know as a coach and I would encourage you to think about as a leader. Just because they said they're fine doesn't mean you get to move on to the next thing. You actually have to stop and you have to address the fact that they're, that the words they're using and the information that's actually being conveyed are not in alignment. And that something is off. And we need to address what is off first before anything else is going to get received by them. Now, it could be just a simple distraction of, ah, I got pulled over and I got a ticket. Okay, that's it. Okay, let's address that before we start diving into this, you know, our, our customer has an issue conversation. The leader has to own this. They have to own this piece of the communication. You don't get to walk in as a leader and say, hey, This is how I roll and if you don't like it, that's your problem. That's not the kind of leadership we're talking about. The leader's gonna own the communication and work to communicate in such a fashion that their people, their clients, their customers, really hear what is being said, really take in the heart of what we're working to communicate. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.